You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Russia's Deputy President Medvedev, Dmitry Medvedev, and of course their President Putin have continued to threaten that if more missiles are moved into range of Russia, they will start attacking NATO targets. And now that there are U.S. aircraft carriers in range with hypersonic missiles, he said this isn't basically a threat, it's it's a promise on behalf of the Russian Air Force that we may attack you. China says they own the South China Sea. They're a thousand miles away, literally attacking fishing boats in the Philippines. Philippine Coast Guard divers cut an underwater cable and unmoor a 300-meter floating barrier that China placed to prevent Philippine fishing vessels from accessing the Scarborough Shoal. A gesture that underscores Manila's growing defiance of Beijing's claims to the prime fishing grounds. The tiny mid-ocean outcrop, seized by China in 2012, has become a global geopolitical flashpoint. And attacking oil drilling platforms off the coast of Vietnam. I think Putin is is out of line saying that the U.S. aircraft carriers can't be in the Mediterranean. That's a free open sea. And there's Russian nuclear submarines off our coast. Admiral James Fogo, the commander of U.S. naval forces in Europe, is particularly concerned about this submarine, the Severodvinsk, nuclear-powered and armed with land-attack cruise missiles with a range greater than 1,000 miles. The Severodvinsk is a brand new class of submarine, and it's uh, very capable, it's very quiet. So that's uh, the most important thing, I think, in submarine warfare. When you say quiet, you're saying harder to detect, harder to track. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does that sub come down into the Atlantic? Suffice it to say that the Russians have increased uh, their presence in uh, all bodies of water around Europe and in the Atlantic. Pentagon officials told 60 Minutes that last summer the Severodvinsk slipped into the Atlantic Ocean and for weeks evaded all attempts to find it. In peacetime, losing a Russian sub in the Atlantic is embarrassing. In a crisis, it could be a disaster. Think about uh, the global infrastructure that rests on the bottom of the ocean. You're talking about the undersea cables? That's correct. Those fiber optic cables carry 99.4% of the data exchanged over the Internet by the U.S. and its allies and trading partners. Depending on your point of view, they are either the backbone or the Achilles heel of the world economy. So we're going to threaten to nuke Russia because they got nuclear weapons off our coast? This needs to stop. It needs to stop right now. This is out of control. I'm not going to sit there and back any one group and, and, then, and then distort my research to comport with that group. I'm an American. I'm a Christian. I'm a father. I'm a patriot. And I'm pro-America. But our country's hijacked by the worst criminals the world's ever seen. China's run by a client state that's just as bad as the globalists. Russia didn't start this war. The globalists admit they started it nine years ago, overthrowing the Ukrainian elected government. So I've been against the war, but I'm also against Russia escalating. But NATO's escalating, so that's just how this is going to work. Putin orders air patrols over the Black Sea to carry Kinzhal missiles that are anti-ship. I mean, there's the Mediterranean right there. U.S. aircraft carriers. There's the Black Sea a few hundred miles away from each other. So this is going downhill real, real fast. The Genzal Dagger is a Russian nuclear-capable aeroballistic air-to-surface missile. It has 
a claim range of more than 2,000 kilometers, 1,200 miles. Our planes, MiG-31 armed with Kinsall missiles, they are known to have a range of over 1,000 kilometers at speed Mach 9. So what he's saying is, we've loaded nuclear missiles on our aircraft a few hundred miles away from you, and their range is over 1,000 miles. And this is not a threat, it's a message from the Air Force to the U.S. Traditional ballistic missiles follow a parabolic trajectory, a predictable arc that goes up and down like a ball. It means they can be detected early in flight. Hypersonic glide vehicles work differently. They exploit physics using drag and friction so they can fly in all directions like an aircraft, but at super fast speeds, making them very difficult to detect until it's too late. You can talk about who runs the world. BlackRock, the Chicoms, the all the different organizations and groups, the Rothschilds. We have a nuclear war. How are all you Harvard scum running the country in the ground and back in China going to feel when you and your families get vaporized, you murderous trash? You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome to the American Journal. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith for the next couple of months while he hosts the War Room in the afternoon. Of course, you know why. We are waiting eagerly for Owen Schroyer to return. One of his big asks before going away to prison was that the War Room still be here when he return, and we are doing everything that we can to make sure that happens. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be part of the reason that the War Room will still be on the air when Owen returns. I'm confident that it will be. I've heard no rumblings or murmurings otherwise, and we are holding down the fort until a great patriot returns to the team here at InfoWars. I want to talk a little bit about RFK today because he has sort of been an anomaly that has boggled my mind. Just when I forget that he's a Democrat, he seems to tweet something that reminds me whether it's something about the Second Amendment or whether it's something about universal basic income. I'm constantly reminded that he's a socialist just when I forget Because he does say so many things that I agree with. Obviously, he has been an antagonist of Big Pharma for decades now. He's been accused of being an anti-vaxxer, though he says that he's not. He's just someone who looks into the details of what's going on with these vaccines and reports the truth. The real studies, the real details about the dangers of some of these products made by Big Pharma and sold year after year. After all, these vaccines have been, are now, and will always be a source of recurring revenue. I don't know if any of you are small business owners. I'm sure that many of you listeners are. I am a small business owner myself. And one thing that I have come to learn in business is that if you can establish a business that has some form of recurring revenue, it's much better than solving a problem one at a time and finding new clients. What I mean to say is if you're a web developer, for example, and you simply charge a flat rate to make websites for businesses, you're always in the business of A, completing websites, and B, finding new clients. Whereas if you can find a way to get recurring revenue in place, you always want to focus on finding new clients, but it's not as critical to your business because you have that expected revenue every month. And that's why these Pharmaceutical companies love drugs that people have to use regularly over an extended period of time, even their whole life. 
Vaccines being a main source of revenue, of recurring revenue for them, namely things like the flu vaccine are incredibly lucrative for these pharmaceutical companies because people get them every year. They get them for their children. We get them for the elderly and all ages in between. This is guaranteed income that these companies can expect and report to their shareholders. There's not really much of an incentive for pharmaceutical companies to actually cure illness. They would rather be in the business of treating illness for an extended period of time. They love diseases or illnesses or conditions that require repeat treatment because that means recurring revenue. That's why, in my opinion, we haven't seen things like cures for cancer, cures for diabetes, cures for hemophilia or other conditions that are recurring because these pharmaceutical companies don't have really a financial interest in solving problems that create perpetual income for them. And RFK has been one to call out the lies that the pharmaceutical companies have an incentive to tell in order to ensure that this income is guaranteed. And what I've really been struggling with has been whether or not RFK actually wants to be president or whether or not he's actually a DNC plant. If we look at the current political climate, we have a situation in which the Democrats will do anything that they can to split the vote against Donald Trump to ensure that whoever the Democratic nominee is, whether it's Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom, or another, will win the election. If they can divide the opposition, then they can ensure victory in the next presidential election. So I've been wondering recently, and I've tweeted things to this effect, I've been wondering whether or not they ran RFK as sort of a Trojan horse, and they coordinated with RFK to ensure that he be refused ballot access in certain key states as an excuse to run as an independent in the hopes that his run as an independent would split the Republican vote and ensure a Democrat be ushered in. If you look at the numbers in the various swing states of those who voted for Joe Jorgensen, for example, during the last presidential election, she being the libertarian candidate, it made a difference. If Joe Jorgensen would not have run and would have endorsed President Trump, then the libertarians would have wound up with a Republican in office, Trump, instead of Joe Biden in office. And I know that the Libertarian Party has its values, its convictions, its principles, and I respect that about them. I'm not criticizing them for that. But if it weren't for the campaign of Joe Jorgensen, I believe that Donald Trump would be president. So is it possible that RFK is part of a Democratic plan, a DNC plan to split the vote against Trump? We know the Democrats aren't really going to vote for him because the Democrats love the COVID vaccine so much. Traditionally, it's been Democrats who have been critical of vaccines as a whole. But we know that there was disproportionate support for the vaccines among Democratic voters. And RFK has been branded by the Democratic news media, by the mainstream narrative, as this kooky, conspiratorial, out-of-sync, anti-vax loon. They branded him that way regardless of whether it's true. And so by having him run as an independent, it risks less Democratic votes for the Democratic candidate than it risks votes from Republicans. After all, one of the main criticisms of Donald Trump 
has been that he was behind Operation Warp Speed. One of the main criticisms on the right of Donald Trump has been that he is behind the vaccines that were forced upon us and that wound up causing so many of these illnesses, side effects, whether intended or not, that were lied about. And I don't hold Trump accountable for that because I believe that Trump was actually consistent with his platform. He believed in right to try the whole time. He put out this vaccine as an option for people, and I think he was tricked by his administration, which you can hold him accountable for allowing himself to be tricked and surrounding himself by pariahs and bad people. But I don't think that Donald Trump had any intention of forcing vaccines upon you, and I don't think that he had any knowledge that these vaccines were problematic. You can hold him at fault for that, but the intent, I believe, was good. But what wound up happening was he ushered in these vaccines— that were ineffective and not nearly as safe as purported. And when he lost the election, whether legitimately or illegitimately, Joe Biden broke his promise to the Americans that he would not mandate the vaccine, mandated across the board as far as he could within the government, and ensured that the climate was such in the private sector that even though there was no legal mandate, it was in effect mandated People taking the vaccine against their will because they feared losing their jobs or they wanted to go to a family friend's funeral. And so, in effect, what happened was the right looked at what Trump did with criticism. And it's reasonable. And so with an RFK run as an independent, it's much more likely that those who would have voted for Trump will vote for RFK than those who would have voted for Joe Biden will vote for RFK. So it makes me wonder whether or not RFK has been a plant the whole time, whether or not he's actually coordinating his campaign with the DNC to ensure that no Republican is elected or otherwise, because it doesn't seem to me so reasonable that there's a legitimate path to victory for him. However, in the next segment, we will get into that. There is another side to this coin that is less conniving that I want to dive in. It's possible that he is earnestly running for office and that there's a reasonable path to victory, similar to what Vivek is doing. But this DNC plant seems like a reasonable take as well. We will take calls in the next hour. I want to hear what you think about RFK, whether you think he's a plant, whether you think he's a legitimate candidate, whether you think he actually sees a path to victory. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Get BrainForce Plus at 60% off. This is one of my favorite products that we sell. I take one as often as I can remember it, and it does change the way that I think. It's an instant way to change your state of mind, to make you more productive, happier, healthier, more focused, and improved memory. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamins C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. 
Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most powerful InfoWars Life Formula yet, DNA Force Plus, is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants, and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. We have been diving in on the RFK candidacy and exploring whether or not he's a legitimate candidate or whether or not he's actually a DNC plant. Part of a greater strategy to split the Trump vote. So let's do a little background check on RFK. I've got this report here. This is from 2012 from Politico. RFK Jr. moved his wife's grave. RF Kennedy Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., had the body of his wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, dug up and moved to an unidentified plot in the empty opposite end of the cemetery, according to a New York Daily News report. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. won a court case against her siblings to have her buried at St. Francis Xavier's Cemetery near the Kennedy compound in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. Mary Richardson Kennedy died in May at age 52 after hanging herself in her Bedford, New York barn. A gravedigger who helped move Richardson Kennedy's body last week said her husband didn't realize how crowded the original area was. She had been buried near Eunice and Sergeant Shriver. So they have this funeral and they do this photo op in sort of the traditional part of the cemetery. And then the next day, I believe they had her moved or they had her moved very quickly after to a location in the cemetery where her grave is completely isolated. Right now, the area is empty except for her. This is in 2012. This article was written. There is no marker identifying her, just two American flags and three religious statues, one of them the statue of the Mother Mary. Kennedy moved the body without informing Richardson Kennedy's brothers and sisters, whom he had to sue in order to get her body there anyway. According to their lawyer, he declined to comment to the Daily News. So that's the first questionable thing. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that relevant to whether or not he would be a good president. But you have a situation in which he's suing her family after she commits suicide in a barn 
to bury her in one location, does the photo op in that location, and then has her moved to a completely isolated remote location of the cemetery immediately after the funeral takes place, as if he didn't look or make a decision about the grave before the funeral. I mean, who buries someone in a location without looking at it beforehand and then changes their mind? That almost never happens, if ever. There was multiple reports about this. And the interesting thing about this as well is this wouldn't be the first example of Kennedy doing something hypocritical. So we have this other report here where RFK Jr. says that his wife, Cheryl Hines, not him, urged party guests to be vaxxed for COVID. This is from the New York Post in December of 2021. RFK being the candidate most widely known because of his open criticism of the COVID vaccines. This is someone who has been a lifelong Democrat. This is probably the most notable Democrat figure who's come out against the vaccines. Of course, he's labeled in the article as anti-vaxxer Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who took a jab at media reports that guests at his holiday party had to show proof they were vaccinated. The Kennedy scion claimed he didn't know his wife, actress Cheryl Hines, had requested in a digital invitation that all guests at the party held at the couple's California home be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or test negative for the coronavirus before attending. So we have somebody who's written a whole book on the dangers of vaccines, someone who's come out against the COVID-19 vaccines, who can't even keep his own house in order as far as vaccine policy is concerned. How are we supposed to expect that he can keep the country in order? He says, I guess I'm not always the boss at my own house, Kennedy told Politico, adding that there was no effort made to actually verify the vaccination status or testing results of any of the guests. Hines, known for her role on Curb Your Enthusiasm, declined the outlet's request for comment. Here's what I think happened, folks. I think that they wanted to have a Hollywood party, a Hollywood uh, holiday party in California. Hines, being an actress, knew that all of her friends that she wanted to attend, all the bigwig Hollywood celebrities that she wanted to attend were leftists, knew that no one would come to the party unless there was some sort of vaccination stipulation or at least negative test stipulation. And rather than just opting for proof of a negative test because she wanted as many people to come to the party as possible, she put in the invitation that proof of vaccination would be sufficient in an effort to ensure that as many people would attend a superficial holiday party as possible. And I believe RFK that he says, when he says he probably didn't know this was going to happen. Or maybe he knew and just allowed it to happen. But this is just utterly embarrassing, given the platform that he is running on, not exclusively an anti-vax platform, but predominantly one. And it just calls into question in the context of what he did with this funeral situation with his former wife. It calls into question his character. But I do think that there is a path to victory that could be an alternative interpretation of what's going on here. I don't think I have enough time in this segment to really dive into it to the extent that I want. So I'm going to cut back to it in the next segment. So what I want to do is touch on really quickly an update on the uniparty situation and the speaker situation in Congress before bouncing back to RFK in the next segment. Zero Hedge reports, in the backdrop of the controversies about who is to be voted Speaker of the House of Representatives is the awareness that this role is third in line for the presidency. This is something that is more important now than ever given that 
Joe Biden is basically running on a lithium ion battery and nobody wants Kamala Harris to be president. So third in line is actually sort of more second in line, I think, in a lot of the minds of the people in leadership and the people of America. The current president seems barely functional. The number two in line is absent without leave, never qualified in any sense, and is universally regarded as a joke, if she is regarded at all, which she mostly is not. That leaves the Speaker of the House very close to the center of power. For many people in Washington, this is a huge problem. The Uniparty decided some years ago never to allow another populist, meaning someone who actually responds to the public in reality and not just in rhetoric, near the center of power. This is why they're going after Trump. This is why they don't want a populist in power, because anyone who holds himself accountable to the people of the United States of America is perceived as a threat to the political class. When the spot suddenly opened up, thanks to a vote pushed by a rebellious member, it threw the place into chaos. Chaos being a good status of Congress as far as I am concerned, because anything that renders them ineffective, inefficient, and powerless seems healthy given all of the ills they throw or cast upon the American people. Jim Jordan of Ohio stepped up as the most respected and popular member among the grassroots of the party. Everyone has seen him on television. In his activism, he is everywhere at once and a passionate opponent of business as usual on Capitol Hill. By any normal standard, he was a shoe-in provided the grassroots gets their way. Phones lit up for days and days. I even called in to Granger's office threatening to run against her for Congress if she didn't vote to support Jim Jordan. Thomas Massey of Kentucky, one of the few national politicians with real backbone combined with high intelligence, has the highest respect for Jordan. And here is what Massey wrote in the thick of battle. These are important words. He said, I've taken thousands of votes during my time in Congress. No roll call has been as clarifying is the one for Jim Jordan to speaker. Why isn't his election easy here? Because his leadership represents a credible threat to the unchecked growth of our bloated federal government. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. More on RFK Jr.'s strategy for the White House to come in the next segment. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Dive deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, subbing for Harrison Smith until after Christmas. 
Harris and hosts The War Room in the afternoons. Make sure you tune in and show your support for him while he is hosting the afternoon show. And let's keep InfoWars on the air until Owen gets back and beyond, of course. Okay, so we dove in in the first segment to the conspiracy theory that RFK Jr. is working with the DNC in order to split the vote to ensure that Trump doesn't win. In the last segment, we talked about how RFK Jr.'s convictions may actually be shakier than they seem. He's been an antagonist of the vaccines for quite some time. However, at his own holiday party, he had a proof of vaccination requirement for the COVID vaccine. And we know that what he did with his former wife when she died by burying her, having a photo op at the funeral and moving her body immediately afterward was questionable in the least. In this segment, I want to talk about an alternative interpretation of what's going on, how he might actually have a path to the White House. And in the event that this interpretation is true, I hope and pray that he is the moderate, patriotic American that he has convinced so many on the right that he is. Of course, we'll dive into more details about whether or not he believes anything he says as far as policy is concerned. So I was doing a little bit of research, and I actually worked with ChatGPT to just get some clarifications to make sure I was on the up and up about how elections work in the United States. Obviously, we know that elections in the United States are not based on a popular vote. They are based on an electoral college vote, 270 votes being necessary to secure the victory. And traditionally here in the United States, we have had a situation in which either the Republican or the Democratic candidate meets the minimum requirement of electoral votes to win the presidency. We don't have a third party. We barely have a second party. We basically have a uniparty, but we do have a two-party system in name, at least. And we do have one candidate from each party that runs in every election, and it's always one or the other, at least since Abraham Lincoln. It's been a Republican or a Democrat, back and forth. But what happens if no candidate receives the 270 required electoral college votes? What happens if there's a third candidate that gets enough electoral college votes that none of the three have the 270 minimum required. I've got it here pulled up on this sheet. In that event, if no candidate gets the necessary 270 electoral votes, which can happen with more than two strong candidates, the 12th Amendment mandates that the House of Representatives chooses the president from the three candidates who received the most electoral votes. So in the event that Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and RFK Jr. are the top three candidates, but none of them have the 270 votes, it is up to the House of Representatives to determine who the next president will be. Assuming that Republicans in the House don't actually support Trump and that they're rhinos, which they seem to be because they haven't elected Jim Jordan, there's a good chance that a compromise would be made in which an RFK would be selected over a dementia-ridden president and the controversial Donald Trump who doesn't seem to get in line with the political class's corruption and swampiness. Here's a full list of states where Donald Trump could be kicked off the ballot. This was a report from September 8th of 2023. 
Donald Trump is facing calls to be blocked from running for president in 2024 over allegations that his actions around January 6th violated his constitutional oath. And it seems that the legal interpretation here is that the federal government can't do anything about keeping him off the ballot, but that the individual states may be able to. Colorado, for example, on Wednesday, a lawsuit was filed by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, crew, watchdog group, and Republican figures, including former Congresswoman Claudine Schneider and former Colorado Senate Majority Leader Norma Anderson, to have Trump removed from Colorado's ballots over claims the former president violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment on January 6th. New Hampshire. In a joint August statement, New Hampshire Attorney General John Formella and Secretary of State David Scanlon announced that they are looking into the potential applicability of the 14th Amendment with no regards to the upcoming presidential election cycle. Both Formella and Scanlon added that they have not taken any position regarding whether the 14th Amendment can be applied to Trump. Of course, they don't have an opinion on this. They're only elected officials who've actually looked at the Constitution and definitely have opinions on matters like this. John Anthony Castro, a long-shot Republican 2024 presidential candidate, also filed a complaint in a New Hampshire court arguing that Trump should be banned from the state's primary ballot while arguing the former president engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. In Michigan, an important state, Robert Davis, an activist who is known for frequently attempting to sue political figures in Michigan, also filed a suit arguing that Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson should bar Trump from office over insurrection allegations in August. In Arizona, a very important state, there's a long shot chance that Trump could end up being barred from the ballot, although current state laws are in the former president's favor. Secretary of State Adrian Fontes said he does not have the authority to bar Trump from the Arizona ballot next year. The Arizona Supreme Court ruled in 2022 that only the state's Congress has the power under what is known as the disqualification clause. So if Arizona's Congress decides that they don't want Trump on the ballot in Arizona, that would be enough for potentially eliminating that possibility for him. And so if we have a situation in which various states, and there could be more than just this article states, decide that after Trump is convicted, which I think he will be convicted not because he's guilty, but because our courts are kangaroo courts, if he's convicted, they can use that as an excuse at the state level to take Trump off the ballot in several states, whether they're swing states or whether they're states that are just loaded with rhinos. And then you have a situation in which Trump would get many electoral votes in the other states, but not reach the 270. And Joe Biden may not be able to reach the 270 minimum himself. And RFK wouldn't have to convince America to vote for him. He would simply have to lobby Congress, the House of Representatives, to vote for him. Keep in mind, this could also be what Vivek is thinking. Maybe Vivek is thinking that he could be elected in this event if he could get more votes than the top candidates. Of course, the option will only be for the three candidates among House members, as far as voting is concerned, to put a president in office. But if there's anything that can be said about Kennedy's, they have a knack for wrangling the political class in their favor, regardless of what the people think. Of course, they were very popular among the people. But there is actually a path to victory for RFK here. So there's really a couple of options here. One option is that RFK is working for the DNC and is intentionally running on their behalf, secretly on their behalf, 
in order to split the vote against Trump to ensure that the Democratic candidate gets elected. That's the one option. The second option is that he is banking on Donald Trump being removed from the ballot in several key states and perhaps being able to win the vote in several key states to such an extent that no candidate has the 270 minimum electoral votes required to be elected so that it goes to the House in which he could lobby the House for the presidency with a fraction of the vote. I mean, imagine if the candidates were in the 260s or 250 ranges in electoral votes, the two main candidates, and he had 25 or 30 of them, and the House voted for him. I mean, this would be an example of a president of the United States being elected with less than 25% of the popular vote. It's possible in our system for that to happen. And this could be the angle that he's going for. So in the event that that happens, we're going to dive in in the next segment on his policy specifically, because all anyone seems to know about him is his position on vaccines. Everybody always seems to forget that there are other policies that candidates have to have in their platform and presidents obviously have to have in their presidency. So we'll dive in in the next segment. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com in the meantime and be the reason we are still on the air. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalists. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blank Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. This is the last segment of the hour. We will be taking calls in the next hour. Sometime during this segment, I'm going to open up the lines and give out the number. Just to let you know, CJ. 
This segment, I want to touch on some of the RFK policy issues. These are just a couple little issues I want to touch on because there is a possibility. It's it's slim, but not insignificant that he could actually be the president if his electoral college approach works. 2024 Democrat presidential nomination hopeful Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has sent confusing messages on where he stands on Second Amendment rights as he's now declared he would favor an assault weapons ban. I'm going to use the pen instead of the highlighter because Sean loves that when I do that. So obviously this article was written in July. He is not the Democratic presidential hopeful. He is now running as an independent. Despite this, in recent months, Arthur K. Jr. stated his support for Americans' constitutional gun rights. However, during a News Nation town hall on Wednesday, he gave a different answer when asked whether he would favor prohibiting what leftists call assault weapons if he were president. The host asked the environmental lawyer and anti-vaccine activist if he would sign an assault weapons ban law given the strong support such a measure enjoyed among Democrat voters. In a marked departure from his previous statements, Kennedy answered affirmatively, if we can get a consensus on it, if Republicans and Democrats agreed and it passed Congress, I would sign it, he declared. (sighs) I don't even know what to say about this sort of thing. We've talked about this so much just as a national debate over the last hundred years. There's so many different angles that I could take this. On the one hand, he wants to say that he's a Second Amendment rights activist or proponent because that's the right thing to say, especially if you're trying to split the Republican vote away from Trump. And then on the other hand, he says exactly what Democrats want to hear, that he would sign a ban on assault weapons. First problem is, what is an assault weapon? We all know that that's a slippery slope. And we also know that the number of those killed by tyranny far surpasses the number of those killed by firearms in this country every single year. People seem to forget the facts that Alex Jones mentioned on that famous Piers Morgan clip that all the tyrants ban the guns before they take over and kill everybody. A private firearms ban is one of the first things that happens in a tyrannical administration before there's a mass slaughter of people. We seem to fail to realize that maybe this attack on Israel on October 7th wouldn't have been so bad if people were allowed to have a firearm in their homes. We see images of burnt babies burnt inside the homes that were lit on fire. I don't know if they're true or not. They probably are. I'm sure that there were babies that were killed. Do you think that the terrorists would have been able to burn as many Israeli homes if the people occupying those homes had a weapon, even just a handgun? So at close range, they could stand up against Hamas carrying M4s? And I don't understand why it is that Democrats don't want Americans to have weapons, weapons of war, but as soon as declarations are issued that everybody in Ukraine is to be given an assault weapon, for lack of a better term, I know that that's a political term and not a technical term, They seem to be fine with those weapons being given to civilians in Ukraine in light of war, and they seem to disregard the reason those civilians need those weapons and the reason we have the right to those weapons here in the United States. They seem to have no problem with the United States paying for those weapons. 
And then we have a situation in Israel in which everybody's attacked. Nobody mentions the right to bear arms on the left. But as soon as the government of Israel states that it's going to call up 300,000 troops and arm them and arm everyone in the country as far as is needed and declares war on Hamas, the left wants the government of the United States to fund that. And when it comes to the debate around health care and health insurance, we see signs at leftist protests that health care is a human right. And that's the argument that they use that the government should pay for it. But the right to bear arms is a human right, and it's the one that's explicitly stated in our Constitution. So if the government, if my taxes are going to be forced to pay for your health insurance, shouldn't your taxes be forced to pay for my assault weapon? Shouldn't the government have to pay for my AR-15 if the right to bear arms is my right? If that's the argument used to pay for my health care, then I want a check for the $1,500 that I spent on my AR. I want a check for the 500 bucks I spent on my Glock. I want a monthly stipend from the government for the ammunition that I purchased to, perfect, to protect myself from the government. Not only has RFK been flip-flopping on the Second Amendment issue, which means that he doesn't really have a position except for whatever's popular, and we know that in a constitutional republic, whatever's popular isn't supposed to matter because it's not a democracy. If the majority of people don't want me to have rights in a constitutional republic, they don't have the power to take my rights away from me. It doesn't matter what most people think in our country. Your rights are your rights no matter what. That's the difference between a constitutional republic and a democracy. But RFK Jr. has flip-flopped wildly on abortion ban comments. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. appears all over the place when it comes to abortion. In an interview with NBC News on Sunday, this article, of course, is weeks old, if not months old. He said he'd sign a federal three-month abortion ban, a rather restrictive position for a Democrat to hold. Quote, I believe a decision to abort a child should be up to the women during the first three months of life, end quote, Kennedy said at the Iowa State Fair. He was asked if he would sign a federal ban to that effect. Quote, yes, I would, he responded. But hours later, Kennedy's team walked back those comments, claiming in a statement to the Hill that the candidate misunderstood the question. Quote, he does not support legislation banning abortion, end quote, the statement said. But Ali Vitali, the NBC reporter who asked the question, didn't buy it. She posted the full transcript of the exchange to Twitter, saying that she asked the question multiple times to make sure we were understanding, even at one point saying, I was surprised by the stance. So he doesn't seem like a person with a backbone as far as convictions on policy is concerned. He seems to be a typical political class person who will take whatever stance is popular in rhetoric and do something different in practice if it suits the political class. He seems to me to be a flip-flopper who exhumed his dead wife's grave, moved it to a remote location of a cemetery after suing her family after her suicide in a barn. After that, he goes on to write books and exercise his activism against vaccines, all while forcing people to prove their own vaccination status before going to a party that he hosts in Hollywood for the Hollywood political class to satisfy his wife, who is an actress. Then there's the likelihood that he's running just as a ploy to split votes away from the Republican candidate 
And if that's not the case and he's actually running because he sees a path to victory, that means that he's content with being the president of the United States with a major minority of support because his only path to victory in this case is if neither of the two main candidates gets the majority of electoral college votes. In which case, he would sit in the White House knowing that less than 20% of the population voted for him. But he's a Democrat. He believes in democracy. There are major threats to our democracy in place in this country, but I'm okay with being the president with less than 20% of U.S. votes. This guy is a piece of S-H-I-T, guys. Because no matter which way you cut it, no matter which interpretation of what's happening is true— He's a terrible person as an individual. He's potentially conspiratorial against a Republican election. Or he thinks that he's good enough to be president with less than 20% support. Now, I'm not a Democrat by any means. I don't believe in democracy by any means. I believe in a constitutional republic. I don't think that you have to have a popular vote in order to be a legitimate president in this country because I support the Electoral College. But... I certainly would like more than 20% support for whoever's elected. I mean, it's one thing if, hey, he only had 45% of the vote, but he got most of the electoral college. That's one thing. What if it's, hey, he only had 10% of the popular vote, but he got the majority of Congress to vote for him. When Congress has a terrible approval rating in and of itself, that's another thing entirely. So I highly encourage you not to vote for RFK in any case. Because this guy is bad news. Stay with us, folks. We will be back after this break. we got more great stuff coming. I'm going to be taking your calls in the next hour. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. I want to know what you think about everything that we've been covering this morning, specifically the RFK stuff, what interpretation you think is right, what you think his aims really are, what you think his policies really are. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539 and visit InfoWarsStore.com during the break. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. The most powerful InfoWars Live formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith while Harrison Smith covers the war room in the afternoon until Owen Schroyer's much-awaited return. 
I want to hear from Tim Lastly first. Tim, you are an American hero. I'm really glad that you called in. What's on your mind? Well, I, I appreciate your perspective and your deep dive onto RFK. It doesn't sound like he's all that. But the one thing that kind of piqued my interest in the guy was that he seemed to be the only one that would be willing to take on the CDC, the COVID shots, and the child vaccine schedule. I don't see Trump doing that because he's mm-hmm. implicated. So I, I, I really appreciate uh, your deep dive, but we need some sort of conversation in order to get all candidates on the same page. And so it's not like this radioactive hot potato where they just push it off to the side and wait for the newest distraction to show up. This is something that's affecting generations and generations. And if we just allow ourselves to be distracted by the, by the minutiae of it all, instead of the actual you know, agenda that they, the new world order has implemented, you know, implemented, and then now we're seeing, this is why RFK came out. He wrote the book and stuff like that. He could be a plant. I get it. But can we, can we use his momentum towards that direction in our, for our benefit and not allow him to you know, undermine us or put us in a worse position? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I do think it's possible. And we were talking about this during the break because I did some pretty explicit bashing of RFK during the last segment. And I, I said to Weber here, RFK is somebody – I've liked everything that he said on the podcast that he's been on. I haven't read his book yet, but I'm sure that it's very convincing and good. I'm sure that I agree with it. He's somebody that I would have a beer with <laughs> despite everything that I said, okay, because I'm not a perfect person either, and I'm just being critical of him because this is a highly tense political environment, and I'm adamant about my position as far as who I want to be president in the fall. So I'm just going to be explicitly clear about that. And so I think it is good that he has written the books that he's written, that he's done the work that he's done. And I think it is good that he is coming out as this independent or Democrat-leaning person who has been antagonistic toward these vaccines because I am opposed to them as well. And I wish that Trump would take a similar stance and say, look, I was always a right-to-try candidate, and so I wanted people to have an option, but I never thought that it would get to the point where people were forced to take something dangerous. And I think that that would work for him if he did that. I think it would come out and it would work. Uh, And so I agree with you that we need to get on the same page about these vaccines and not get distracted by all this stuff. I'm just concerned that people, because they like RFK Jr., because he's charming as hell and he says a lot of very sensible, reasonable things, I'm concerned that a lot of people who are disenfranchised with Trump are going to vote for him. And what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or Kamala Harris in office, you know? So do you think he's a Trojan horse knowing that the vaccine is such a hot-button topic that they put him in just so that they could have that controlled opposition in them? I wouldn't say that I believe that with 100% confidence, but I think it's likely. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's either that or he thinks that he can get in with a congressional vote if he snags enough electoral votes away from either candidate in the, uh, in the fall. Okay, well, you know, as, with that being said, there's millions of people that are now getting a better description of what the vaccines are. Yes. They get, they're finally understanding what's destroying their families. Yes. So uh, his run definitely has a benefit towards society. I, I don't necessarily, I don't trust any of the candidates at a certain point yeah. because they all have implicated themselves as being co-opted or at least owned years ago. Uh, sure. With Trump, he was he was on Fox talking about how he was the father of the vaccine and that it had he was upset that they had the, the Johnson & Johnson uh, the recommendation was for nobody to take it, and he was afraid that nobody else would take the other vaccines and stuff like that. He was on the news talking about that. Mm-hmm. So and there's a lot of, I mean, there, it's just, it's really a fog of war, this political war. Yeah. So I, I just encourage everybody to not throw, like, don't 
back Trump a thousand percent. Don't Trump back RFK a thousand percent. But look at like right. Don't worship a false idol or, or think of these people as like messianic figures. Very good. Thanks well, for your call, Tim. Tim we got to go to break. I'm sorry to cut you off, man. I'm really glad that you called in and shared your perspective as well. I think everything you said is very reasonable, and I always appreciate your feedback on this stuff. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at Band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We are taking calls and breaking balls. one 2539 Again, that's 877-789-ALEX. Call in. I want to hear what you think. Right out of the gate, I want to take Johnny from Denmark. Johnny, what do you think, man? You with me? Hello? Hey, what's up, Johnny? Yeah. Great. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, doing, doing another great job... Uh... Uh, actually, when I talked to um, Congressman yesterday, I said I had a new nickname for you, uh, and, and that's that uh, you are Chase the Continual Geyser, spelled G-E-Y-S-E-R. Uh, continual <laughs> that's what my wife says, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to say that in more of an Alex Jones type of accent, you know? Yeah. My wife called me Geyser. Super, 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 super <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're doing a great job. You're um Already in my 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 uh, top five of uh, all time uh, full show uh, host. Uh, oh, thank you. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, just just wanted to. Uh, oh yeah. Well, likewise, doing a great job. I just wanted to, um, being being the uh, punctilious or OCD person uh, that I am, depending on your perspective. I just wanted to um, uh, make make a couple of corrections yesterday. I listened to okay. myself on replay, um, and uh, I, I said um, that I had uh, made. Um, about a hundred thousand Danish crowns worth of purchases uh, over the years. It's actually a hundred thousand dollars worth of purchases. No, that's <laughs> that I made. And that's I said uh, uh, seventy-one months. It's actually yeah, seventy-three months and uh, seventy-three, um, seventy exactly orders in seventy-three months. Um, in any case, uh, yeah. No, I, I started out uh, thinking I was just going to go on um, uh, about Pike and anti-Freemasonry and the like, but I'm not going to start with that just in case we're having no time. I'm going to go to the Bobby Kennedy died, which I think is a very good one. Uh, I agree with you. He's a piece of dumb. Uh, and actually, you could have gone a lot harder into him than you, than you did, uh, because of all play, of all uh, publications, believe it or not, uh, the New Republic um, had a good article about him, um, and it was the RFK Jr. was a compulsive womanizer, and yes, we should care. And this is an important point. Uh, I don't know if you know it, uh, because, you know, you obviously researched a lot, but, you know, <laughs> there's always more out there. Uh, but part of, much of the reason, uh, evidently, uh, that his wife was dri- driven to suicide um, was that um, he, uh, Bobby, uh, was a compulsive womanizer. Mm-hmm. And he actually, I, I'm, I'm just going to read from this, uh, this article here. Um, the, the Post matters here, meaning the, uh, the New York Post. The Murdoch paper is a cheap source of details on the womanizing, and journalists tend to steer away from its reporting unless certified elsewhere. Occasionally, though, it produces actual tough journalism, and this was shortly after Mary Kennedy died, when a friend of theirs gave the tabloid two diaries dated 2001, kept by Bobby. Documents which neither Kennedy nor his lawyer denied were his totaled 398 pages, each with a ledger in, in the book, on which he listed 37 women by first name only, and ranked them with numbers 1 through 10, 
uh, based on how far he had gotten with him sexually. In other words, 10 is a home run. Uh, like a kid in high school, <laughs> Kennedy used the numbers to represent how far they'd gone towards sexual intercourse. One entry logged three women a day. A source who has seen the diary said what was interesting, and this is important, was that he portrays himself as a victim of all the encounters with women. He was ogling after women in the environmental movement. He has so much dirty laundry, it's almost unclear. And I agree with you, he's particularly dangerous because he's so charming. He's kind of like Obama. You know, yeah. uh, he, he's well-mannered, doesn't raise his voice. You want to like the guy, uh, right. but that's the reason why he's so dangerous. Well, uh, and he's like Kennedy, Obama, right? Kennedy's, that, Kennedy's that, are the, they're really the royal family of the United States. Everybody just puts him on a pedestal because JFK got assassinated, and it's really easy to want to like a Kennedy. We think of them as the leaders of a country in a better time. Yes, indeed. And, 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 and just speaking of that, before I get to who I think is the only candidate we could trust, uh, and I think, you know, if CJ gave you enough information, uh, just on, on the vaccine issue, mm-hmm. uh, they got away with literally mass murder with a vaccine. Uh, Kennedy in 1962, I believe JFK, uh, with a National Vaccine Act, and then this horrible uh, law that was passed, um, which, which basically indemnified vaccine companies unless it was intentional fraud. Uh, uh, Teddy Kennedy, his brother, was behind. And then, uh, you know, of course, you know, Bobby uh, was talking about, you know, safe vaccines and how he was proud that his kids got all 69 vaccines on the schedule. And all of a sudden, he just speaks with a forked tongue with no problem at all. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. talked about uh, oh, how he's the anti-vax candidate. And indeed, you would like his book um, uh, on, uh, on, on, on the real Anthony Fauci. But it was essentially, as Dr. Shiva points out, or the essential points were pretty much plagiarized from Shiva without giving him credit. And Shiva, as he points out, he's a candidate uh, that um, gives the right information at the right time. It's really easy to do it two years later. But I know personally from having tried to tell people the vaccines were horrible in 2020 and being regarded as a general madman to now people saying, oh, yeah, yeah, looks like you were right. Now it's an easy time to do it. In fact, it's in vogue uh, to talk out against the vaccines now. Now, why do I like Dr. Shiva so much? Um, let's look at his credentials. Um, and and I, I would direct people to his candidacy. That uh, is one of his websites, which is Shiva for President, for being a digit, uh, dot com, uh, VA Shiva dot com, um, and truthfreedomhealth.com. Um, he has a lifetime record uh, of public service. Uh, first of all, he's brilliant. Um, he's a, uh, he, he's a, like a one in a, in a billion polymath. I mean, he's literally one of the smartest, most informed people alive. Um, and uh, second, uh, he's always a champion the cause, uh, the populist cause, uh, even when it wasn't popular. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he talks out against Bobby, and uh, he has any number of videos, you know, about Bobby. Yeah, um, well, thank you for sharing the information about him. I'll certainly be checking out his campaign and, and looking into some of the research or, or writing that he's done. I do want to take one more call before we go to break. Can we cut to Joseph in Kentucky? Joseph, what's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Uh, there's so much to un- unpack, but uh, I, I, honestly, I take it almost as Alex's stance uh, about I don't think there's going to be an election come mm-hmm. this next year. Um, and if there was, I mean, hopefully there is, but RFK or Donald Trump would be my vote uh, better than Dementia Joe or Big Mike, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much. I mean, man, but I could see a false flag coming. Something mm-hmm. happened on U.S. soil. And then a new draft, state emergency, 
yada yada. Next on down the line is going to be Kamala. And like you said, Gavin Newsom is going to be their guy. So, I yeah, mean, I'm worried about Gavin because so I fled Gavin in California. He was – I've lived in – Blue cities and red states. I've re- I've lived in red cities and blue states. I grew up in Illinois. I lived in Tennessee. I moved to California and yep. I lived in Texas. And I'll tell you one thing for sure. Democrat governors suck. No one's happy. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. poor. Yeah, Taxes are high. People just vote for them because they're bleeding heart and they're not thinking about anything. Gavin Newsom is perhaps the worst thing that's happened to California since Nancy Pelosi. Well, I mean, look at Illinois. J.D. Pritzker. Yeah. Out there, you're the statistically more likely governor. to go to prison if you've been a governor of Illinois than if you're a high school dropout in Illinois. That's how corrupt Illinois is. That's how corrupt the Democratic machine is. Yeah, I say the big thing right now is that for people out there is get prepared and, and have a game plan when mm-hmm. it does go down. I mean, China is getting ready to take Taiwan, and who do we owe $36 trillion to? Yep. You know, And what is our biggest moneymaker for? Yep. So, I mean, I mean, the next thing you know is going to be a draft. If people are going to get drafted next year, something like that's going to happen. Yeah, something and crazy. And is going to be, yep. I it's believe gonna, it, man. You think that Israel, everybody right now wants to pay the, the pity flag, you know. Oh, hey, let me feel sorry for Israel, Palestine. Let me feel sorry for the LGBTQ plus community. Let me support all that. Oh, hey, Black Lives Matter. But guess what? It's all a distraction. It's is- not going to so much for your call, Joseph. I appreciate it. And in that vein... I want to encourage everybody to go to InfoWarsStore.com. This is something that I did before I started working here. I highly recommend that you get Life Select at InfoWarsStore.com. I know that we're really pushing the BrainForce Plus. The BrainForce Plus at 60% off is an awesome deal. But given that we're coming up on World War III, given that we're faced with such high inflation, there is no less expensive way to feed yourself or your family for 30 days at a time than Life Select. So even as an alternative to expensive groceries, it's a great decision. But in the event that we have a major World War III event, a Black Flag event, in the event that our supply chain is cut off, it's always good to have three, six months, or even 12 months of storable food that lasts for 25 years on the shelf, folks. We don't own our farmland like we used to. Make sure that you have what you need for your family in bad times. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. Look, we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. 
So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host today, and for the next couple of months, breaking news, Vivek Ramaswamy has released a full interview with the one and only Alex Jones. I believe the interview was recorded right here in our studio at the command center here in Austin, Texas, a couple of weeks ago. It is on YouTube, and we are encouraging as many of you as possible to watch this video on YouTube. We want to make Alex Jones trend on YouTube because, after all, they banned us. So it'd be a nice slap in the face to the leftists, to the globalists, to the communists that run that company, Google, if it would trend. So we highly encourage you. We're going to show a one-minute teaser trailer of the episode and then get back to the news this morning. Go ahead and run it. What we believe the actual right way forward is for our country. So with that said, I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I'm excited about it. Alex Jones, it's good to see you, man. Vivek, thanks for doing this because when they censor you and deplatform you, they can then steal your identity and misrepresent what you've said and done and then build a straw man. But no, 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 no. The judge says, give me the marketing material. Uh, Vivek. Personally, a little bit blushing here. That's what it's, it's supposed it's to be. That you're not participating in the process. Yes. And transferring the power themselves. That's the new world order. That's global. It's actually the old world order. It is. You're right. Awesome. I had the pleasure of interviewing Vivek as well on my podcast, which I gave exclusively to Band.Video. You can check out that full interview as well at Band.Video. But right now, if you were to go to the YouTube video of Vivek interviewing Alex Jones, that's great. We're also going to be showing a large portion of that interview right here on this stream, this show this morning after our guest, Christina Tobin, comes on at 10 o'clock Central Time. So at 10.30 a.m. Central Time, we will be streaming a significant portion of that interview. But if you want to watch it on YouTube, we do want to make it trend. Make sure you share the link as well. Don't just watch it, but share it. And be part of the reason that InfoWars is still on the air. Be part of the fight against censorship. And if you guys want to find that clip that we've been running as an ad for Vivek calling for the uncensoring of Alex Jones, it might be cool to run that at the end of this segment. I know it will take you a minute to pull it up. Let me know when you have it ready. In the meantime, let's take a call. I want to hear from O'Brien in Maryland. O'Brien, what's on your mind? Yes, basically virtual. So thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. So, so today's the day that the cock player, the man, the myth, the legend, Owen Schroyer, is now basically heading out to being incarcerated. For what? Just telling the truth. Yeah. A pretty much, pretty much very sad day for, to, pretty much a very sad day for us all, but we all kind of, 
for some of us, we kind of realized this was kind of ha- actually going to happen sooner, sooner or pretty much later. Mm-hmm. They, we, we just want to actually have our best wishes for him and hope he doesn't get off like Jeffrey Epstein because we don't want to lose lose people like 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 him in this deal with everything happening so close, like the uh, war between Hamas and Israel and all and whatnot. So we should give our best best wishes for him and hopefully he gets out of jail safely and safe and sound. Yeah, I think he will. He'll be okay. He's in a minimum security facility. There's only 24 fights a year in the facility that he's in. So unless they put somebody up to it, I think he's going to be okay, but he knows how to follow the rules and be on his best behavior. I expect he'll be back for Christmas, but thank you so much for your call and your support for him. It is only a matter of time before they stop going after the Alex Joneses and the Owen Troyers of the world, and they start coming after you. And that's why it's important now more than ever to go to InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we are still on the air. Support us in any way that you can, and don't be afraid to speak out because the consequences of speaking out now are far less terrifying than the consequences of saying nothing until it's too late. In the meantime, let's take another call. I want to hear from Devin in Indiana. Devin, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, so I actually heard about RFK from the Joe Logan podcast where he did a little segment with him. He just went on top, basically, and uh, Tell him everything that he's going to do if he wins the presidency, and I was actually interested because he kind of comes off as anti-establishment, mm-hmm. and I think that's something we need. But uh, he talked about all these executive orders he was going to sign when he got into office, so, uh, like vaccines, like uh, reducing mandates and making more uh, regulation in that field. And then he talked about cleaning up our poisonous environment, about how our water supplies are poisoned, our uh, soil as uh, covered in pesticides. He could try to reduce all that. And so, like, initially, I was pretty interested. I was like, okay, yeah, this is something we need. And uh, I was having a conversation with my mom last week about, like, she's pretty obsessed with RFK right now, and, like, understandably. But, like, I was like, I don't think you understand a vote for RFK is kind of a waste of time, right? Like, um, he's only splitting the vote between the Democrat and the Republican Party. Because the people that are loyal to Trump are always going to be loyal to Trump. But... That's not a bad thing. I think something's good because he preaches values. And, you know, values are more important than anything. If you have people with integrity and values, then your country is always going to be strong. And you don't need someone like RFK to come, come and regulate the uh, vaccines and stuff like that. Because if these people have integrity and values, they're going to know what's good for them. They're going to know what's good for the family. They don't need someone to tell them what's good and what's bad. So RFK is kind of, you know, he's not really that, he's not really necessary. If we, if we get someone in that's going to preach values, get John back in the family, uh, the nuclear family back together. You know, I don't really think RFK is going to do what we need to do, whereas Trump can do everything that he's going to do. Plus, he can also do what RFK is trying to do. He can do the same bans on vaccine. He can do the same thing with the chemicals uh, in the water and stuff like that. So I don't really think that it's worth the vote to vote for RFK right now. Maybe next election, but I think Trump has it this time. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. And here's the thing. It's really appealing when the entire political system is broken 
to just vote for any third option. That was why so many people supported Bernie. That's why so many people supported Trump. That's why so many people support RFK. When you hate what's happening, you always just want to go for the outsider. But there is no greater outsider than Donald Trump. And we're going to take more calls in the next segment. We're going to dive more into that. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. And make sure you check out the Vivek Alex Jones interview on YouTube. We're going to end this segment for the last minute with this clip of Vivek calling for the de-censorship of Alex Jones. With respect to Alex Jones or anybody else being censored from Twitter, if Twitter's a free speech platform, which is what... Elon Musk's thesis for running the platform is. Free speech means that there's no such thing as a wrong opinion. We fought an American revolution in this country for what? For the vision that we the people decide in a constitutional republic how we settle our differences through free speech and open debate in the public square. Now that old world monster rears its ugly head again saying that, no, 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 we don't trust the people. I reject that vision. The American Revolution rejects that vision. That is what the World Economic Forum agenda is about. It is a 1776 question. I stand on the side of the great uprising, standing up and saying, absolutely not. Heck no to the great reset. We the people decide as citizens of sovereign nations how we actually determine our future through self-determination. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that we are still on the air. Be the reason that we are fighting for free speech. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, taking calls for the rest of this hour. At the beginning of the next hour, we have a fantastic guest who will be joining us. I'll tell you more about that later. And at the end of the third hour, we are going to be blasting the Vex interview with the one and only Alex Jones before Alex Jones is live on the air for the Alex Jones show at 11 a.m. Central this morning. Make sure you stay tuned for that and stay tuned for the great Harrison Smith, who will be hosting the War Room for the next couple of months while Owen is away on a little vacation. Right out of the gate, I want to hear from Clown Car in Coney Island. Clown Car, where were you yesterday, man? Honk, honk. Yeah, no, I was on hold, and then quickly before you came to me, somehow we must have got disconnected. But I'm here listening every day. I'm a dedicated info warrior. 
I'm on a mission from God. And uh, Harris is doing a great job at the war room. You're doing a great job here. Thank and you. Alex, of course, is plotting and planning to take over the world like Pinky in the Brain, and I'm with him. So <laughs> my, my, my feelings about uh, what's going on with Kennedy, yeah, they, they found a niche of people who were, like, on the borderline. Like, uh, you're vaccinated, but you don't wear a mask, so you're a tough guy. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to force vaccines on people, so you're, you know, you're pushing it good. And then you explain to everybody how all your children have been vaccinated and stuff. And, but the part he forgot was gun control. So that's what it basically comes down to. Almost every Kennedy that's ever ran recently has been against, you know, uh, letting people have their own weapons in their home to protect themselves, as the, the Second Amendment yeah. says, from the government. So, I mean, if he's going to be one of these guys that pushes that, how far is he going to hold up that? You know, you don't really hear much of that. You just hear a lot of the vaccination talk from the guy. And, you know, he reminds me of Dr. Jill Biden, you know. She's got COVID again. Oh, my God. You know, there's mm-hmm. a funny talking point. Like I tried to point to everybody, you know, that week. A lot of people. One, one great thing about finding new info warriors today is it doesn't take 20, 30 years for them to be validated. You know, some of these young kids today are hearing stuff on the show. They're repeating it to their friends. And they're like, wow, what do you got? ESPE? Are you like a psychic? How do you know, you know, what's going on? So, uh, yeah. you know, I think one of the things that we're winning over the youth, uh, the youth, as, uh, you know, uh, Fred uh, Gwen would say, and uh, my cousin Vinny, the youth <laughs> is where we're going to find, yes, yeah, the youth is where we're going to find the, the actual, you know, um, the, the real warriors, info warriors and the fighters that, that are just seeing things right in front of their face that are not right. I mean, you can only lie to a child so much before a child doesn't believe you anymore. That's true. Uh, here's an idea that's been bouncing around in my head for a couple of months that I want to run by you and get your feedback on, Clown Car. So, what are there, like three firearms for every person in America? To me, the whole Second Amendment debate is so moot on the side of the Democrats because even if they were to pass laws making all firearms illegal, not just assault weapons, but any gun illegal, if they were to come in and do that, it would be, practically speaking, impossible for them to enforce that. So there's been a part of me that has been hoping that they'll do it so that they can come to my house and take it. You know what I mean? Let me let, <laughs> let me point out one bigger. Let me point out one bigger thing. Number one, they're never going to come to your house and take it. They're going to make you relinquish it, just like they did with that movie. Uh, you know, where, where the kids were getting kidnapped. Yeah, well, so they, well, they did, did that, that in uh, they did that in Australia in, in real life. Well, I'm going to explain to you why they put that movie out at that specific time because that was at the specific time when everybody was like, "I will not." put a chip in my body, nor my child's body. Mm-hmm. Then they watch that movie, like, oh, kid, we're going to get chipped. Yep. Ah. So it took all those who were on the side of no chipping, no electronic, to maybe that might be a good thing to, you know, protect my child. So, like I said, the 40 babies, every time it comes up for every war, babies and, and babies and old people, babies and old, oh, my God, you got to help the old, you got to go get vaccinated, save old people, you don't want to kill your grandmother, it's it's a fear tactic that's way beyond a psyop. It's it's really gotten control of people. Like I started to say before, you know, I could have said to people, "Hey, anybody know who got COVID this week?" And everybody on like on, on sequence, "Oh, Joe Biden, Doctor Joe Biden got it." You know, and I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing that you know that, but you don't know what the friggin' vaccine is. You don't know what the friggin' you know what what everything else is that I'm trying to explain to you. You don't want to understand. You don't want to listen. You don't want to do your own research. You don't want to do due diligence. They so turn around and go me crazy." I tell you what, 100% I'm crazy. 
I'm crazy about life. I'm crazy about God. I'm crazy about love. Christina, I love you. I'm, we're getting married. I, I just became a grandfather the other day. To Congratulations. Girl. You know, thank you so much, bro. And, and what I'm trying to say is now my fight is even stronger and more passionate than ever before. I'm not going to give up. People see me out there. They come up to me. They say, yo, I heard you're on InfoWars. People come up to me, even just strangers. Like, are you the guy from InfoWars? Oh, my God, I ran into you. <laughs> yo, it's pretty wild. That's so, awesome, uh, man. I had, I, had, I, had, yo, I had a couple of young kids. They were like 12, 14 with their mother at Nathan's. And the one kid goes, yo, I think that's the clown call from InfoWars. <laughs> they came over. They talked to me. Yo, I sent pictures and everything. I sent like a little interview I did with the kids. So you have 12-year-old InfoWars out there from Washington, D.C., his name is Aiden, listening every day and, and, and learning the lessons of his life from InfoWars. So I just want to let you know you guys are making a bigger impact on the youth. And I think that uh, in the end, with the youth, it's not going to be Lord of the Flies. They're going to be InfoWars. Mm, that's the truth, man. Thanks so much for your call, Clown Car. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Let's speak with Chad in Arkansas. Chad, what are your thoughts on Vivek and Obama's similarities? Hey, Jace. Uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for always making this show engaging. Uh, well, the you. calls, there's always more interesting than the uh, news to me. But uh, sure. uh, yeah, so I just uh, saw the other day, I don't know if it's true or not, but I was pretty convinced. It, it was a video and it showed uh, Vivek side by side with Obama. And it looked pretty clear that all of these lines Vivek was given were exactly what Obama had said. And if that's, you know, what makes Biden famous for being a, a plagiarist, then I think that's something we should look into. Do you think it's possible uh, that they just kind of came up with the same joke? Well, you'd have to watch it yourself. You know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, could it just be that they're talking about common themes or something? Uh, no, I, when I saw it, it but. But like I would say, you know, that's something we got to keep in mind. The sure. mind control, every video we watch, we're going to have a tendency to be persuaded to think it's Yeah, valid. that's true. Yeah, yeah. If, if your own thoughts are words in your head, then the words that you consume outside of yourself are sort of like thought implants. So you have to be careful what you consume right. or at least aware that while you're consuming it, it's, it's not your own thoughts that you're running through the infrastructure of your brain. It's someone else's. Wow. So you have to be really careful about that for sure. Hey, can I say a couple things real quick? One, I just want to say, um, you know, I don't, I, I'm, it, I'm somebody that doesn't trust the system, but I trust other people like mm -hmm. yourself and all this. Thank you. And, and, and so, well, first I was, so you were talking about the, the second amendment stuff. I mean, you know, Trump has said a lot of stuff that's very anti second amendment when he was like, Hey, yeah, we're gonna uh, look into taking guns away from people yeah, preemptively. Sure. Yeah, so I just, uh, I just want to say that even though I have a lot of doubts, I appreciate Infowars. I think it does the best of the whole alt media in uh, talking about what we need to talk about. I used to criticize uh, the channel for being uh, maybe too friendly to Zionism, but I think that's an unfair thing to say. I think they do the best at letting. Uh, the what we need to talk about be said and and I look forward to seeing more examples of uh how we can focus on what we're doing mm -hmm. that's what i I care about because like I think all this government stuff's gonna go away. I think that technology's taken over like I care about freedom of speech and all that, mm -hmm. but when you look into really how you're gonna control that, I mean just where infowars is at is is 
that's where it's going, yeah. how we're relating, even being able to connect through communication. So yep. anyway, I, I just uh, I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate your call. It's true that InfoWars is the future of communication. The InfoWar is on, and InfoWarriors all over the world are uniting. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be a part of the war effort. Right now, we have 60% off for BrainForce Plus. This is a last chance flash sale while supplies last. Make sure you check out BrainForce Plus. This is one of my top two or three favorite products on the store. It actually works, and you will notice a difference the first day that you take it. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason we're still on the air. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. American Journal, folks. We are having a great show this morning. A lot of great callers. Thank you so much for calling in at 877-789-2539. I'm going to take more calls for this segment. This is the last segment of the hour, and we have a great guest coming up who I will tee up at the beginning of the hour. And make sure you stay tuned because the last 30 minutes of the show today, we are going to be showing Vivek's new interview with the one and only Alex Jones. If you just can't wait, make sure you go to YouTube and watch it now. Or if you want to watch this and watch that later, at least share the link to the YouTube interview now so that we can make it trend on YouTube. We want to slap the globalists at YouTube in the face and show them that despite all their efforts, they simply can't censor Alex Jones. It is impossible to silence the truth when the truth 
refuses to give up. First up, I want to take Amanda in Phoenix. Amanda, I see here that you're frustrated with single-issue voters. What's on your mind this morning? Yes, in regards to, I mean, it's more than just JFK and Trump, but it seems like people always concentrate on a single issue to disregard a candidate for all else they've ever done. Yes. So, for example, with Trump, they want to disregard him because he hasn't avidly come out against vaccines, but forget about all the other things that he's been, you know, helpful for. And so I'm I'm so grateful for InfoWars because you guys have really taught me to see the whole picture and, and understand the long game and read between the lines because there's more at play than just next year's presidential election, but the implications from wherever it sits in that office. Yeah, that is so true. And I think the reason that people are so inclined to be single-issue voters is because most people don't have the time to look into stuff. There's not a lot of people that are listening to InfoWars while they're at work. It's not a lot of, I mean, there are, but they're, in, in terms of the context of all 350 million people in the United States, not a lot of people can consume the news, do the research, go to BidenLaptopEmails.com and do search words. There's just not a lot of time for that. So people rely on late night TV sort of comedian hosts for their news or they rely on whatever they see in their Twitter or Instagram feed and they don't look into anything. And when you don't look into anything, it's very easy to make a voting decision based off of a single issue. And I would say that if you are going to be a single issue voter, which I don't recommend, but if it's the only option for you in your mind to be a single issue voter, then vote for Trump because everyone who hates America hates him. So if we want to look at the candidate that's the most of a threat, the greatest threat to the political class, to the establishment, political elite, to globalism, to internationalism. If we want to look at the candidate or vote for the candidate that's the greatest threat to them, then we have to look at the candidate that they hate the most. Who's the candidate who they're trying to convict of crimes that he did not commit? Who's the candidate that they're trying to get off of ballots in every swing state and more? Who's the candidate that the rhinos are reluctant to support, that they were reluctant to support the last election and the election before that. Who is the candidate that is feared by those who have been selling America out or explicitly hate America the most? And that's Donald Trump. So if you're going to be a single issue voter and you actually want what's best for this country, or you actually believe that you love this country, then vote on the one issue, the fact of the matter, that Donald Trump is the most hated person by all of those who hate America. Thank you so much for your call. Amanda, I do appreciate it. Let's hear next from Jefferson in Virginia. Jefferson, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance with you. What's up, buddy? Hey, good morning, Chase. Good Great morning, show. Man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm not following your logic on RFK and okay. the uh, vote in the House. Sure, not sure. uh, not the full Congress. I, I don't see how RFK gets enough votes from the states. You know, you get one vote for each state. There's 27 Republican states. There's 23. Democratic states, I don't see how he peels off so many votes from Trump and Biden that he gets to beat both of them. Yeah, so if he gets enough electoral votes that neither of the two main candidates reaches 270, then Congress votes on the top three candidates for presidency. The House does. Just, just the House, yes. But just it, the House. It's not yeah. everybody in the House. It's by conference. So you have 50 states, so there's 27 Republican states. There's 23 Democratic states. Yeah. How does Trump lose? How does Trump lose 13 Republican states or something? You know, Trump can lose twice as many states as, as Biden and still win. Yeah. So, so my, I, I my concern in that event, my concern in that event is that it re- drastically reduces the number 
of people that RFK has to convince to vote for him. And I'm concerned that there's enough rhinos in the House of Representatives that they would vote for RFK as like a compromise. That's just my concern. I'm not saying that's likely that it's going to happen or that's definitely going to happen. But if you see the lack of support or the lack of commitment to Jim Jordan for the speakership, it indicates that we have a rhino problem. And I'm not convinced that everybody in the House of Representatives who's a Republican would vote for Trump if they had the option. Right, but it's not an individual vote by members. That's what I keep saying is the states vote one vote per state. Right. So the total is to win is is 25 or less. Right, right. When but there, When there's three candidates. And so the rhinos don't matter in that respect in that they'll be outvoted in their individual states by people that aren't rhinos in the representation. So I, I'm just not seeing how this pans out in any way. I mean, RFK might... Uh, peel a lot of people away from Biden, but I don't think it's going to happen that he's going to peel them away from Trump in the, yeah. in the yeah. state. But yeah. anyway, we'll see what happens, but I, I, I doubt it's going to come to that. Yeah, you could but, be right. Uh, and it's possible that there's a fourth interpretation here and that the reason he's running is so that it comes to that so Trump can get, can win in the, in the sort of runoff congressional election scenario. <laughs> right, right. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, thank you for your call. I appreciate it, Jefferson. Let's uh, see if we can get some more calls in the queue. Make sure you call on 877-789-2539 ahead of this amazing guest that we have at the beginning of the next hour. We're going to talk more about some of these alternative candidates in the next hour and the importance of open debate in the next hour. We know that traditionally speaking, only the candidates that have the most support by the establishment parties have a voice in the debates that are that are hosted. And traditionally speaking, that's been very important because – Broadcast media, major mainstream news networks have sort of been the sole voice with the reach necessary to sway votes or reach American voters at all. And so it's been a big deal when people have been disbarred or ineligible for these establishment debates. And so what happens to these alternative candidates? How can we hear the views of these alternative candidates if we're not satisfied with the establishment candidates? We're going to talk more about that in the next segment. I will Bring it up then. In the meantime, I want to hear from Sean in Colorado. Sean, what's on your mind? Hey, Chase, can you hear me okay? You sound great. What's up, man? All right. Yeah, I'd just like to talk about this great deception that's coming up. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't reading their Bibles. And uh, people aren't ready for what's getting ready to take place. Mm. And the fact that we have a rapture coming, it gets... A lot of people's blood boiling. I know Alex Jones doesn't believe in rapture, but there is proof of a pre-tribulation rapture, I believe, in our Bibles that Paul preached about in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. When we are caught up, when those are dead in Christ uh, will rise first, and those that are alive and remain will be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. This moment has to take place before Revelation, because during Revelation— Pretty much your objective to be saved is going to, you're going to have to die for Christ to be saved. You're going to have to deny the mark of the beast, which is the central bank digital currency. Make no mistake. And it's coming soon. So we know we're almost there and we're waiting for the revealing of the Antichrist. But this rapture is going to take place. And when it does, it's going to be blamed away with an an alien abduction. And that's going to be the massive event that's going to get people to start worshiping these fallen ones who are getting ready 
to be revealed unto earth. And yes, there's a Project Blue Beam. Yes, there's holograms. But make no mistake, these fallen ones are going to reveal themselves. It's going to be very real. And yes, they will use some of those holograms for false flags. But some of those holograms can also be referred to as the image of the beast, which is referred to in Revelation 13. How people won't just take the mark, but they'll worship the image of the beast. So that's going to be connected with some of these holograms. Uh, you know, the the fallen ones, these Draco reptilians, these greys, these are the offspring of the fallen angels. They're very real creatures. UFOs are very real. Their technology is going to be on full display. And this is going to be the massive event that's going to get people to worship. Okay. Because right now, Chase, people don't worship anything. They worship themselves, right? But yeah, you've got right. to get to a point where something massive happens to get people to start worshiping the beast. All right, and we're, we're going to go to break in like 40 are. seconds, and, and I'm with you, and I appreciate your perspective on this, but let me blow your mind. What if the rapture happened in 66 AD and ended with the fall of the temple in 70 AD? What if Josephus wrote about it? What if the prophecy was fulfilled then? What if 10,000 years ago, when there was a mass extinction event on this planet, humans were able to escape to the moon while the planet was struck, and that the UFOs we've been seeing have actually been us coming from the moon to bring civilization back to the level that it was before everything collapsed. What if that's true? Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and get BrainForce Plus today. This be the reason we're still on the air. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWars Store and InfoWars Life not at a probiotic for more than three years? The answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics, it's something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. 